Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa. Dot book. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are. You and me. You. Recording at night today, but I still have a piping hot cup of coffee with me. And it is French roast. And it is delicious. Is this the most responsible thing to be drinking at night? No, it's not. But we alcoholics are irresponsible, man. We alcoholics are just. We just live on the edge. We just push it to, we just take it to the limit. I drink caffeine at dusk. Grateful I have no desire to drink today. Grateful I have no desire to drink. We have a daily reprieve that's contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, and that is it. So, there it is. I realize I'm leaving you hanging with this, what does the big book say, workshop stuff. The next episode, I will get back to it, and I will have Dave come on to talk about trauma regarding the fourth step. That will be coming up, I promise. If not the next episode, then the next one. But this week, for sure. But I did want to talk about something specifically today. It's from this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. And I probably... Actually, I know I did. I did a show on this a long time ago. Can you believe there's 180 shows already? This is the 181st show. It's a lot of shows. Still in season one. Season one's going to have like, I don't know, 100,000 shows or something. I forget. But um, 
I want to read something again. I want to go over it again. Ready for this? It's on page 128. And this is what it says. Ready? Do you have a beverage? Are you sitting? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're laying down. Maybe you're driving. I don't know. Bottom of page 128. Like a gaunt prospector, belt drawn in. Over the last ounce of food, our pick struck gold. So we were about to die. And our pick struck gold. Joy at our release from a lifetime of frustration knew no bounds. They're talking about a father in this scenario, but it's the principle I'm pointing out. Father feels he has struck something better than gold. For a time, he may try to hug the new treasure to himself. He may not see at once that he has barely scratched a limitless load, which will pay dividends, only if he minds it for the rest of his life and insists on giving away the entire product. I wanted to start off the show by just reading that, throwing that out there. It'll pay dividends for the rest of life if I keep mining it and insist on giving away the whole product. makes me think of the three most common things I see and have seen in Alcoholics Anonymous. The three primary pools of types. One is the biggest group. And it's the group that talks a lot, but generally doesn't stay for longer than a year or two and essentially doesn't do much. And that group's always replacing itself. So it's fascinating to watch biggest group of people talking in most meetings are people that fall in that category. In my perspective of things, the second group, much smaller group, is a group of people that I have noticed come to AA, get their life back, get sober, get their life back, and then leave. And I don't know what happens to all of them. But 
And then the smallest group that I see. And I'm so thankful for this group, and I want to be in this group, is the group of people that come. They do what's outlined to the best of their ability. They, their life changes, and they continue to show up to help. They're not continuing to go to get. They're going to pass it on, to help, because of a sense of duty and obligation, the joy in giving of themselves. That's what I think about when I read that. We've got to mine it and, and give it away constantly. So I think about that. Today, what I wanted to talk about as a topic for the show was the impact that you're having on the people around you. Do you think about it? Maybe that seems like a totally obvious, simple thing to say, but I'm asking because it took me quite a long time <laughs> before I realized that the people around me were having an experience from being around me, and it took a while for me to see that in a way that was just not strictly intellectual. But fully grasping that what I do and say affects people around me. And this is directly, this is the plot of recovery, so. In the big book, this is, this is the plot. So, that's what I'm talking about here. But there was a long time I didn't really think about it. I was too consumed with self-centered thoughts, meaning fearful thoughts, fear and worry. There was a long time I had too much fear to really notice that what I was doing affected everyone around me. And so that's why I start by saying, do you think about that? Are you someone who's very aware of that? I mean, believe me. I know a lot of people are totally aware of it. And this is just some, maybe something they don't even need to hear, but I always think about this. And the reason I think about it is because I've come to see in my own life, I've come to notice that it's the only thing that matters. Really. When I was 
newly sober, everything mattered. So many things mattered. What I thought about this mattered. What I thought about that mattered. What I had for breakfast mattered. What I wanted to have for breakfast mattered. What I, my whims, my dreams, my passions, everything inside of me mattered. It's important to express and articulate it and get out there. And And then, and then as time went on, you bury some people, you go through some things, some dreams come true, some are, some are smashed to pieces, and you start getting older, and then I was like, okay, not all that matters. Okay, let me edit now. Let me get rid of half of that. But this matters, and this matters, and there's still there's a lot of matters. Still, what I think about this, what I feel about this matters. Another five years go by, and more life goes by, and then it's like, okay, I gotta edit this more. Okay, get rid of like two-thirds of that. Okay, what matters? And then Where I eventually have arrived is that almost nothing matters. (laughs) The impact that my life has on you matters. I have noticed that love matters. Love lasts. Love, not meaning an emotion, but love, authentic, real concern for the well-being of another. With no expectation of anything in return. Real love. I have noticed that everything else kind of goes away. It was sad when I first realized that I could share for five minutes about all kinds of things, all kinds of details. To a room full of strangers and a lot of them are not paying attention a lot of them are not listening a lot of them don't care that much if at all I mean when I first learned this it was like oh my god these people are just terrible But after a while, I saw that it's not terrible. It's just those things don't really matter. But if I
act out in love. That matters because that has to travel. If I do a loving act to person A, person A cannot contain that loving act. It will have to express itself somewhere. It will have to move on by that person giving a loving act to someone or telling them, some, telling someone about it or something. It will have to move on. But if I call somebody and complain, that's dust. It can die. It will die. It doesn't really mean anything. If I call somebody and worry about a bunch of stuff, it'll die. Everything has a shelf life, is what I'm trying to say, except for love, real love, a real loving act, a real act with no expectation of anything, no requirement needed in any way in terms of something in return. Where its sole purpose is the well-being of that person receiving it. That matters. And what I mean by matters is it lasts. It cannot be destroyed. It must travel. And nothing else has to travel. Everything else can be stopped. So when I go out into the world, I try to send things out that will last, that will travel, that will do something, that will go somewhere, that are at, that means something. And I do my best to send out a lot of that. Because I have come to decide that it's what matters. I hope that helped someone. I'll give a shout out to Happy Joyous and Three, to Sober Gratitudes Podcast, Podcast Greater Than Yourself, the Anonymous Recovery Podcast, That's Not in the Book Podcast. Say hello to Chelsea. Give a shout out to all my friends at Happy Joyous and Three, East and West Coast. And I will say, if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. I was telling you about that photo shoot. Big book buns. I mean, they're really disorganized over there. It still has not happened. So I'm still waiting. 
They just keep having me send pictures. I'm getting a little uncomfortable with what they're requesting, but I don't know. It's all new to me. I'm just getting in the biz, so see where it goes. All right. Am I funny at night? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, I'm funny at night. I'm funny all day at night. I'm asking you. You're not funny. I haven't heard you say anything funny. All right, no, I'm not funny. But I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same.